The following podcast is for informational purposes only, and the opinions expressed therein are not necessarily those of Canal Insurance Company. This information is not designed to replace, substitute, or supplement our client's independent obligation to comply with any laws or regulations. Listeners should complete their own independent research in creation and development of their company's risk management and safety programs. Welcome to episode 28 of the Holding Notes podcast by Canal Insurance. I'm Paul Poplaski, Director of Risk Management Services at Canal. This month, I'm joined by Jerry Knight, the Safety Director at Vernon Trucking. Jerry has spent over 30 years in the trucking industry as an owner-operator, a driver, dispatcher, and in safety and compliance. Today's topic is all about new hire driver orientation. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Now let's get rolling. Jerry, thank you so much for joining us today. Greatly appreciate it. Would Thanks you mind sharing a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Well, um, like you said, I've been uh, at this company a little bit over 30 years. My last 17 years plus have been the safety director. Uh, prior to that, I spent 11 and a half years in dispatch. And before that, I spent uh, two and a half years as a owner operator's driver. All right, great. So you, you've been through every aspect of the operation from the driver's point of view to operations and, and to safety and compliance. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Can you, uh, well, let's dive right into our topic today. Okay. Can you explain what driver orientation entails? Well, as a small company, we take a different approach um, for orientation. I know some of the larger companies spend probably a week or more with uh, large groups of drivers. Um, I'm not sure why they do that if they are trying to shield themselves from liability when something bad happens or absolve themselves. We try to do a one-on-one with guys and we do a two-day orientation and that may be a little unorthodox, but I think it's better to spend time one-on-one with a guy. Um, I think the more time you spend with a guy, the less they're going to retain anyway. It's just sometimes it's, it gets to the point where it's just background, background uh, uh, noise. To a certain extent all right so you guys take that personal approach absolutely that that's what we do um i do have a series of videos my drivers will watch um and it doesn't matter whether they're a company driver an owner operator or an owner operator's driver um, i start orientation in the morning and almost after each video i come in and i discuss the topic and whatever policies would coincide with that video uh, whether it be drug, alcohol, accidents, uh, ELD, uh, you name it. And I try to do that to break up the day. So it's not like they're just sitting there watching videos all day. Understood. And you do the whole introduction to the carrier and you go through every aspect of the operation? Pretty much. Okay. And can you tell me, you know, like what what does that entail specifically? Like the operation, safety, compliance, dispatch? 
vehicle maintenance, their expectation, your expectation of performance. And, you know, do you review with them their past work experience and, and a comparison to what you guys expect there at Burner? You know, when we hire a guy, we look at their history and that's all you can really go off is of what they did before. And we're not going to hire a guy that has a lot of bad history. So when we bring a guy in, we're, we're pretty sold on them from the get go. But what I want, what I, the takeaway I want when a guy comes out of one of my orientation uh, sessions is that he knows exactly what we expect from them. And that that goes from how they're going to deal with the public customers um, with each other. And, you know, if there's an accident, what we expect them to do uh, if an accident happens. Okay. And what about like a roadside inspections when, when they get violations? How do you explain that to them, what, what, what your expectations are? Well, I do have a video I show them about roadsides and uh, pre-trip, post-trips. Um, but what I, the, the thing I address at the beginning, at the end of that, is I tell them that they, the biggest thing that, I want them to know when they get pulled over for a roadside inspection is if they've been put out of service. That's number one. That's their number one job. Um, a lot of times these DOT officers will not tell them they're out of service. Um, that's not right. It doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. Um, I also go through roadside inspections. I have a file for each month and I, I will go through several roadside inspections so they know what one looks like. Uh, you'd be surprised how many of these guys that have, have been out there driving for several years that never got pulled over. I go through what a, a an out-of-service uh, violation looks like on roadside inspections. I go over our bonus program with the driver, what he's going to get if he gets through a level one or level two with no violations discovered. So we're, we're pretty thorough when it comes to roadside inspections, what we expect for pre-trip and post-trip and what have you. Okay, and you mentioned how it's the same program, whether it's a company driver or, or an owner operator. How do you how do you review with the owner operator the vehicle maintenance and and explain you know what what you what you're looking for at burner with that on their equipment? Right. Well, I explained to them that whatever happens out there, it goes against our safety rating. You know, they've got to carry it for thirty months. We got to carry it for twenty four months. Uh, whatever they do out there. Um, but most of these owner operators, they they realize that they're working on their own equipment for the most part, and they do their own due diligence. You know, they're checking their oil, they're watching their, their fuel economy. So for the most part, those guys are the ones that you, you really don't have to worry. Although I do go over it with them, I, I think they're, you know, they're watching it more than your average driver because it's their money. All right, good. Glad to hear that. And do you explain to them how Burnett dispatches their loads? Like, like, do you introduce them to the dispatchers? What do you do with that? I do not introduce them to the dispatchers. Our HR girl does that when she does her uh, the paperwork with them. She will go up and introduce them to the dispatchers. Okay, but they get an understanding of, of how you guys set that up, correct? Absolutely. They know what the expectations are. They know when they're supposed to call in for their loads, if they're going to get them by text, um, what numbers they need to put on their bills, the whole gamut. Okay. And you mentioned earlier the electronic logging devices. Now, how much time do you spend on your system? Or are mainly the, the drivers that you guys have coming in? Are they, 
they're familiar with the system you're using or do you have to start you know with right from the beginning with it well all these systems are a little bit different but the majority of the guys we hire are pretty tech savvy they have their smartphones our system is very user friendly very easy to log into um we their usernames are very easy to remember and their passwords are very easy to remember and i also text all of them so they have a record of it um but i do go out you know we, we do classroom version of it and then we'll go out and we'll log in with the drivers and, and i always tell them listen you're going to make a mistake on these logs and uh you know they know when to call me and talk to me about those logs if they have a problem they know they know they can call me and i can go over stuff with them or, or get them rolling it's a fairly easy system and i know you guys don't have hard mounted dash cams but do any of your drivers have their own devices that you're aware of yes several of our drivers do have their own uh cameras okay and and how do you discuss that with them in orientation as far as if they're allowed to have them or their well, use what, of them? What, well what would be your parameters if they do have a dash cam like do you require them to, to share that with you do you do you check into it randomly how does that work the, the majority of the guys that have their own dash cams, they're doing it because they feel it's something to protect them. Okay. And do you think that's a great benefit then for the driver and, and for burner? I believe it is. And I, I believe in dash cams. You know, if you get in an accident, uh, you want to know what happened, good or bad. You don't want to throw money, you know, at a problem, you know, just going off what somebody tells you because the camera doesn't lie. Okay, and you mentioned going over accidents with them during orientation. How do you do that? What do you, what do you explain to them to do when, when they're involved in an incident? Well, we had a fatality. It's probably been, I don't know, 10 years or go, 10 years or more ago. And we weren't at fault, but it still affects the guy that was involved. Um, so I know when you get in a fatality or you get in an accident when somebody's hurt really uh, bad, uh, it affects you and you may say something, you know, after that accident that you didn't mean to say. And I always advise my drivers, if it's bad enough, we want to wait till a representative canal gets to the scene to take over that scene before they give any kind of statement to the police. You just never know what's going to come up later. Even if you're not at fault, you know, that word that you said that you know, came out because of emotion could be used against you later, especially if you have a situation where there's an ambulance chaser that sends you a you know one of the family members a letter down the road right okay and are they told immediately contact yourself reach out to operations who's the go-to person they're instructed to call me as soon as it happens no matter what time of day it is if there's any kind of accident where they leave the they leave the roadway they come in contact with another uh, another vehicle. Anybody's injured. Any, there's any kind of entanglement. Uh, they're to call me immediately. Now, if, if they hit a deer at three o'clock in the morning and there's no injury, there's nothing safety wise preventing them from going. They don't have to call me. Anything else? I need that phone call. All right, great. And let me ask you something. How how an effective driver orientation can lead to greater driver retention? So I'm sure you've had those those individuals that have come and gone within two weeks. And right. that's a great expense that to burn it. So how do you 
you know, how, how do you correct that? Well, to tell you the truth, Paul, I don't know if there's any way to uh, quantify that. You know, it's, it's, there's so many variables about these guys that, you know, they come and they go, you know, uh, I think it's a success if you have a guy that's come here and he, he's still here five years from now. But there's some guys that just, they come, they, they spend a couple months and they leave. I don't think you can fix that, especially if you look at a guy's resume and he's had a considerable amount of traffic on, on that resume. Um, you know, I try to learn with each orientation. Uh, I talk to the guys, I try to learn, you know, what's going on out there. Um, you know, I know when a guy leaves your employment, most of the time it's not about money, it's about respect. And I think if you guys should, if you show that these guys a proper amount of respect, they're going to stay with you. Understood. That's a great, great attitude to have. And would you say that would be the number one common mistake, you know, that carries make and that leads to, to the higher driver turnover? Is that lack of respect? You know, I, I don't really know. I don't know how to quantify that. Um, I don't know. You know, you hear about uh, all the money it costs to hire drivers. I, I don't know if I believe that either. Um, some of these bigger carriers are spending so much time with orientation and that's where the money comes into play when the guy quits after two weeks. And I don't know if they didn't spend more time individual with these guys, if they would have less turnover in the, in, in there, you wouldn't have that big money payout, you know? Yeah, understood. So again, the personal touch is much better than doing something remote over the phone video it's really sitting down with that individual driver on that one-to-one -one basis absolutely I, I i think that's the way to go our director of operation will come down we, we order lunch in for the drivers when when we have orientation and nine times out of ten i do one driver at a time and he comes down and eat, eats lunch uh we discuss again expectations what we expect of them um you know he goes over the different jobs that he'll be doing and what have you okay great and what type of feedback do you, do you get from that new driver is it generally positive are they looking for more do they have a lot of negative comments at the end of the two days you know i i, I really haven't had a lot of uh negative comments I don't know if it's they're afraid to say something. I don't know. We, we really haven't had a lot. I mean, we'll, we'll have drivers that will quit and they'll have negative things to say. They'll get on, uh, you know, Google reviews or what have you. I always tell guys that the, the guys that really make it here are the guys that roll with the punches. They, you know, they may not like a particular loads, a load they're doing on a certain day, but they understand that if they do that load, you know, a couple of days later, the dispatcher is going to make it up to them. Okay. That's a big thing that I hear, Jerry, that they're, uh, they're promised something and it doesn't come through. Like mm -hmm. how often are your drivers getting back home? Are they getting back home every other day, weekly? Are they out at any extended time periods? Our guys get home as they want to get home. If we hire a guy and he's promised to be home every night, unless there's a truck problem, unless there's a weather-related situation where they have to stay out, that driver's getting home. We do have drivers that want to stay out all week or stay out for a couple of weeks. And if that's what they want to do, that, that's great as well. But when we promise a guy something, that's what's going to happen. All right. Awesome. Like I said, I think that's the biggest issue out there is that drivers aren't, uh, aren't told the truth during that orientation period. 
Like they're, they're told, yeah, we'll get you home every night or every other night. And then they're out there for a week or more at a time. But sounds like you're doing it the right way. Well, it's like selling cars. You, know, you can lie to somebody on your commercial to get them in the door. And if they don't get what you told them you're going to get, they're just going to leave. So that's, you know, you're talking about throwing good money after bad. That's, that's, that's a bad uh, business practice. Absolutely. That's great. So you think two days is, is the effective length for, for burner, right? You can get it all done in that two days and then get that driver moving. Well, I, I don't know. I look at it as if it's not broke, don't, you know, don't fix it. Uh, numbers don't lie. Last year we had one, one DOT recordable accident. Uh, we almost made it completely through. It was in November. Um, our IS, ISS numbers are good. Our uh, driver vehicle out of service rates are well below the national average. Um, you know, you can always do more training. If we do hire a driver who does not have a lot of experience in the job we're putting him in, we will have him follow a guy for a couple of days. We may have him ride with a guy for a couple of days. We do more of our due diligence when they're hired in the seat, showing them what to do. Because there again, you can tell a guy, you know, whatever you want to tell him in the classroom until he gets his hands on it. A lot of guys aren't going to get what you're telling them. Right. So you take the, the mindset of you learn by doing, correct? Absolutely. I know when I drove, I was uh, following a guy for a week and uh, I followed him. I didn't learn a whole lot. I think when you're when you're training a guy, you want to get them to get out in front of you uh, at times. So they're not just, you know, following your your, your tailgate. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what was your introduction like originally? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't the best experience. I uh, started out in a cab over. I was hauling. Uh, crushed up batteries out of uh, Ontario. I was also hauling garbage out of Toronto four or five days a week down to uh, near Canton, Ohio. It, it wasn't pleasant. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Jerry and learned some helpful information about new driver orientation. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Hauling Notes. Want to make sure you never miss a Hauling Notes episode? Head to the link in the show notes to sign up for email notifications.